Welcome to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. We're a church in Gahanna, Ohio, that exists to help people find and follow God. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and helps you discover how much God really loves you. Good morning, guys. Welcome to church. Thank you. I'm here for the crowd participation, just so you know. Um, Hey, my name is Morgan. I normally get to share like once a year. So if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm not normally up here. Um, And I will give you just a little intro to myself. Um, I'm married to Joel, who was up here earlier. And we have three kids. You might wonder why I have my eyes closed in that picture, but that is the most recent picture I could find without going like a year back, and my kids don't look anything like that anymore. So um, we have Cooper, Judah, and Willow. Um, I also recently started working for My Village Ministries. So um, our ministry partner that we were talking about here recently, that is my part-time gig, and we are currently hosting Um, So this is my crew that I've been with for the last couple of weeks. I share that with you not to sit, like just to show you a cute picture of kids, but to explain the state of which I'm coming to you today to share this message on gentleness. It's like God was playing a funny joke on me or something because I said yes to teaching a few months ago, knew that this was going to be the fruit of the spirit that I got to teach on, and now I am parenting a seven, six, five, and three-year-old. So here I am. Um, But I'm, I'm saying that to share that I truly am like a sojourner along with you guys in growing in this fruit of the spirit. And so my prayer today is that we can all be mutually encouraged in God's word on gentleness. So as many of you guys know, we have been going through this Fruit of the Spirit series. We're kind of coming to the end today. Um, And I found this quote that I felt like was fitting to start our time together. Dutch pastor George Bethune in 1839 said this, there may be no grace less prayed for or cultivated than gentleness. I find it interesting that that was shared so long ago, because I think if that was from 2023, it would not only ring true, but maybe even double so. How many or how many times or how often have you heard a friend or a coworker or a family member say, man, I just want to grow in gentleness? Or we come around to New Year's resolution, and their resolution is to grow in the spirit of gentleness. It's just not something that our world prizes or cares about. I recently went to the Barbie movie. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I liked it. Um, With a few friends from in here. And, you know, it's like the whole point is like, there's the astronaut Barbie and the president Barbie. And like, we can do all these things. And we can. Um, But imagine if there was the gentle Barbie. Uh, That would only happen if it was some type of like satirical commentary on what we don't want to be today. It's just not something that men and women alike prize or value in our culture today. 
But first things first, I think that that starts with just like an an errant misunderstanding of what this word even means. Because I think when, when I say the word gentle, you think weak, spineless. We don't necessarily have like positive connotations that come with that word. But as I was studying it and reading about um, how it shows up in God's word and what it truly means, here are some things that I found. Morally excellent in character, Kindness, the ability to stay calm no matter what happens. And this was my favorite one. Strength under control. I like that one because it's not, it's not an absence of strength. It's not telling us that there is not strength presence. It's just the ability to rein it in, to have control over it. Um, you'll notice I have a lot of like parents, um, quotes and stories here, but the first thing that came to my mind was Beauty and the Beast. Um, You know, the Beast is this ghastly character, and the whole point is that he does not have his strength under control. And then over the course of the movie, the the magic of the movie is that he grows in kindness and love towards Belle, and the spell is broken, and all that stuff. Um, But I think that that's a good image-ish of of what it looks like to have strength under control and what at the heart of this word, this spirit of gentleness should look like. I also think if we are having a hard time sometimes um, in, in discovering these fruits of the spirit is found in Galatians 5, if we're, try- if we're having a hard time kind of like wrapping our mind around what it truly means, I think it's also helpful to just travel a few verses back in Galatians to look at another list, which is called the works of the flesh. And this list is basically everything that is in direct cor- is exactly opposite of the fruits of the Spirit. And in verse 19, if you read that list, directly in the middle of that list is something called fits of anger. And so let's ask the question then in reverse. If you're, if you're struggling with this word gentleness, this attributes, think maybe it's even easier to think anger. Do I struggle with bouts of anger, moments of anger, or even is anger an attribute that would characterize my heart and my life? And if that is true, and I would guess a lot of us in here at least have moments of anger, then maybe gentleness is something that we should aspire to grow in. We're going to start our message reading from Matthew 11, and it's going to be up here on the screen, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And it says this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's interesting here is that in all four gospel accounts, so those are the books of the Bible that talk about the life of Jesus, um, his death and resurrection, this is the only time where Jesus tells us what his heart is like, meaning what his core is. Let's think about all the words that he could have used in that. That I am a powerful and just in heart. 
that I am joyful and kind, righteous and faithful. Don't get me wrong, those words are true. Those words are very much who Jesus is as well. But I think he was, an in, he was intentional in using these two words, two very humbling attributes. This makes me question, too, how like, comfortable that makes you. Because I also think there's probably some of us in here that that, that kind of sits weird. That maybe it would feel more natural or easy to follow a just and righteous God or a loving and faithful God. Again, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Jesus is not those things. I'm just highlighting the fact that Jesus is putting on display that at the core of who he is, he is gentle and lowly. And while that is significant on a lot of fronts, I think it's mostly significant for us and for every human being in this world. An author by the name of Dane Ortland, who wrote a book titled Gentle and Lowly, and it's great. Um, I would suggest reading it if you have the time. He says this about this significant revelation of the heart of God. The posture most natural to him is not a pointed finger, but open arms. So let's think about that. There are lots of religions out there, or at least some religions out there, where the God that is being served is primarily known as just and righteous, or is known as exacting judgment and revenge. But shouldn't we be blown away and so incredibly thankful that the God that we get to serve is not known primarily by that? That he is not cruel and abrasive and insensitive, but is instead gentle, instead is known for his strength that is under control. He has every right to exact judgment and will, but at the end of the day, his posture will always remain with arms wide open, and it only means that we get to come to him. What a beautiful picture of the cross of Jesus Christ and the gospel that we try to be all about here at our church. So how do I become gentle, right? Um, I have some good and bad news for you in that. The bad news is that there is nothing you can do to become a gentle person. Uh, but the good news is that there is something that can be done in and through you by the power of the Holy Spirit to become a more gentle person. It's kind of what we've been trying to hit on with each of these passages. We're, we're trying to stray away from this works-based religion where I can, if I just like pray enough or I just like muster up enough strength to be gentle, then it's just going to happen. No, this is a work that has to be done in your heart through the Holy Spirit. What are things that to you, you've just resigned yourself to never being good at? I am very bad at puzzles like horrible at puzzles. 
I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's something in your brain that some people have and some people don't, but I don't have it. And, uh, you know, it gets pulled out every now and then for like holidays and special occasions. And I have some family members on both sides that just enjoy that practice. And they say it's like a relaxing thing. Um, but I will sit there for 30 minutes and maybe find one piece. And so it becomes this like anxiety inducing activity uh, because of how bad I am at it. I'm also horrible at volleyball. Like I'm 33 years old and I don't ever see that changing. So if I'm invited to some kind of picnic, I will cheer for you on the sidelines, but you do not want me on your team. I'm sure that we all have things that we can think of that maybe feel that way for us, like surface level things that it's just like, yeah, I'm not good at that. But I also bring that up to say that I think there is a deeper issue here in that as we're talking about all of these fruits of the Spirit, I think that there are some that maybe resonate with us and we think, yeah, God wired me to be a joyful person. But I also think there's probably some of these that we think, yeah, I am, I'm, I'm not going to be a gentle person. Whether it's through our wiring, our gifting, our upbringing, whatever it may be, there are some people that probably think there is no way that I will ever be gentle. And if that is you, with any of these attributes really, but especially with gentleness, I wanna direct you to a person in the Bible that likely felt very similarly. And that, name, that person is Paul, previously known as Saul. And I'm gonna give you like the 10,000 foot view of who this character in the Bible is if you've been around church anytime, you've likely read his, his words and have heard his name. But Paul, pre-conversion, was named Saul, and he was a known tyrant. He was known for persecuting Christians and throwing them in jail. He was the guy that um, there's an account of him while a, a Christian was getting martyred, was having rocks thrown at him. He was the guy on the sidelines that said, bring me your coats, I'll hold them. It's in that same account, though, that he goes on the road to Damascus and has this miraculous encounter with Christ that literally changes his entire life and trajectory for life. So that he becomes a Christian, it's not smooth sailing from then because the Christians at that time were a little hesitant to welcome him in because of his reputation, because of how shocking the conversion was. And I think that if he was sitting here before he had this conversion to Christ and he was hearing a message on gentleness, he would have likely scoffed at it. Not only because of his chosen career path, I don't think like um, a Christian martyr, they're like teaching him on how to be a more gentle person. Um, but also just because of maybe some of the things I was just saying, his upbringing, his wiring, his personality, right? But what is beautiful to see then, as his life is transformed, he wrote tons of our New Testament's epistles and letters, is the focus that he places on this word gentleness. We could do a whole sermon series, many, many weeks long, just focused on each of these times that Paul brings up this attribute of Christ. Um, I'm just, I, I, it was, I'm sure it was an intentional move that Joel even shared a few of them um, before I got up here, but I'll just highlight a few. Philippians 4, he tells us to rejoice in the Lord always and to let your gentleness be known to everyone. 
Paul writes to Titus, his like younger brother in the faith, and he reminds the church to be gentle, Galatians 6. He's writing on how to do discipline in the church and all the steps that you have to take, but he instructs them to do it in a spirit of gentleness. There's Thessalonians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, all references to the importance of gentleness. And I think that this is because of a few reasons. One, I think obviously Paul has recognized that this is at the heart of who Jesus is. He knows that that Jesus described himself as a gentle person, and if we're Christ followers, we're always trying to grow in the attributes of Christ. But I also think that it is almost like a personal reminder to him of the grace of God in his own life. What a cool reminder for him to think about his life pre-Christ and how far away from this word he actually looked, but the power of the Holy Spirit in a person's heart and life to transform them into something so different than what they once were. And I think that that's the reality for Paul. Um, I was very close to throwing a video up on the screen of my youngest, Willow, having a full-blown three-year-old tantrum last week. You might be wondering why I took a video of it. I don't know if moms ever have moments in parenting where they're like, I don't know what to do. This feels ridiculous. And also, like, you just kind of want to show your spouse, like, this is what you're calling me to. You can judge me all you want, um, but I'm just being honest. That's where I was last week. We had a rough week with the kids. Um, But then I had a heart-to-heart moment with the Lord and realized that if I were to show this video, it would be the origin story of when she's in counseling and she's saying, it all started in 2023 when my mom showed a video of me. So I'm just telling you about it. Um, (laughs) Three-year-old tantrums, man. They're very irrational. Um, And I was watching it back and showing it to Joel and was like, this is my day. And I, at first thought, was like, man, I'm pretty gentle in this video. I'm pretty calm. I didn't raise my voice. I'm trying to just like calmly talk her through this tantrum. Um, But then taking it a few steps further, The reality is, in my most gentle moments, the things that I feel like most proud of, that I'm like, yeah, I'm really nailing it, it is always gonna fall short of the gentleness of Christ. Think about your interactions this week or in months past, whether it's things that you feel like you're really nailing or things that you're like, yeah, Gentleness is far from me in that interaction, whether it be with your family or coworkers or driving on the road. <laughs> Had a conversation about that this morning. Um, we all have these interactions and maybe we feel like, yeah, really nailing it or the opposite is true. And I hope that in leaving here today, The best thing that I can do is that all of those interactions that we have with others should ultimately highlight the beauty of the gentleness of Christ. We will always fall short. I mean, that's the story of our lives, right? But the beauty of it is 
that Jesus is full in gentleness. Every one of those attributes, he doesn't just have love or have joy or he is gentle or has gentleness. He is those things in full. And that is good news for you and for me. Going back to that image of not the pointed finger, but the open arms. That is the God that we get to be in relationship with. That's the story of the gospel, right? That while we were still sinners, while he has every right to point a finger at us, he chooses to have open arms full of kindness and strength under control. Um, I actually wasn't planning on sharing this, but yesterday I was at the pool with my kids and for those of you that have like elementary school age kids, that you may understand this, but I'm entering into the season where my oldest especially is just asking me a lot of spiritual questions and they come at the most random times. It's not like they're like, hey, mom and dad, prepare yourself. It's just like, wham, here's a zinger. And that literally happened to me last night at the pool. We were just sitting there and Cooper out of the blue says, hey, mom, um, I heard that people that, um, I like know kind people, but they don't know Jesus. I heard they don't get to go to heaven. She said, I also heard that God is like a fair God. How is that fair? <laughs> it took everything in me not to be like, hey, go talk to your dad. <laughs> So I did the best I could, and at the end of the day, my thought was, man, I get to highlight the gentleness of Christ. Don't get me wrong. My, my sister-in-law was there, too, and she was like, I have that same question, too, sometimes, Cooper. I was like, yeah, me, too. Um, I'm not saying that that's not like a hard question that we have to answer and wrestle with, but I'm also saying what a cool question to get to point to the kindness, the compassion and the gentleness of Christ, right? That while we were all sinners, Christ died for us. And the good news of the gospel is that for you in here and for everyone in this world, all we have to do is come to him and his arms are wide open for us. Um, in closing, I have a few questions that I thought were just great reflection questions for all of us. I know that I shared um, a lot of examples as like a parent, <laughs> season of life I'm in, but I know that that's not true for every person, and I think that these questions can resonate for um, whatever stage of life that you're in. So my prayer and my ask is that you just consider where, where do you fall when you contemplate gentleness and growing in this fruit of the Spirit. So here they are. Are we considerate, generous, fair, or are we rigid, exacting, or demanding? Am I prepared to be gentle and sensitive to the pressure and insecurities of my family, friends, and colleagues? Do I show consideration to people? Do we tell ourselves we're standing on principle when we're really just standing on our own opinions? Are we becoming increasingly reasonable, compassionate, and kind 
or crusty, rigid, unyielding, and inflexible. I'm going to throw that Matthew 11 passage up on the screen once again. Um, and I just want to like read these words over you today. I think um, these verses have always resonated for me in my heart. Just like feeling like I'm taking like, I don't know, a sip of cold water or something. It just like revives my soul. Um, and it took on a new meaning to me as I was studying this word and how Jesus explains himself as being gentle and lowly in heart. So I'm going to read these one more time, and then we're going to enter into a time of singing once again. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. One more thing I'll say too, I know we like push this a lot of weeks, but I really do want to encourage you guys that if there is someone in here or someones that just feel impressed upon to have them, that they just need prayer for whatever reason, maybe um, you've been like wrestling with the story of the gospel for a while now and you want to take a step in understanding what it means to surrender your life to Jesus, or you've just had a hard week, or any other reason. We have a prayer team that's always available in the back, and I know that they would love to pray for you. So let's stand, and we'll sing together, and you may go and receive prayer if you want to. Thanks for listening to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, to give online, or to attend a service, visit threecreekschurch.com.